All right. Welcome to the IAG Thursday thing. This thing that we do every Thursday. I've got the uh, sweet... I don't know, am I selling cars? What am I doing? Either way, this thing that we do every Thursday where we hang out and sometimes you accidentally learn something. Uh, this week, we're going to go on a little bit of a rant. Uh, I'm... I'm very sick of certain, um, how am I going to put this without pissing anybody off? There's some very influential folks out there. Um, maybe not exactly within the Subaru community, but spreading a lot of misinformation about, um, how certain things work. Now it is, it isn't just one area. There's, it, it's all over the place, but one of the biggest ones is DCCD. And this one hit me again, just the other day where, a uh, certain, um, uh, YouTube channel um, that likes to do expensive and cheap cars at the same time did an expensive and cheap transmission swap. Um, and they they went to explain DCCD and and they were closer than some, but totally botched it again. And it, it kills me. It absolutely kills me. Uh-oh, James Watson, this could be good. All right, you want it in. All right. I'm allowed to say that YouTube channel because I've seen that video. Yeah. All right. Donut Media has no idea what the hell they're doing. But um, <laughs> when it comes to the... Uh, I just want to give props to whoever sold them a stock 04 STI six-speed swap for twelve grand. Oh, my God, like right? Yeah, they, they way overpaid that, for that thing. You know, I don't want to hang up too much on this because I want to keep the information in the front. But yeah, twelve grand? Are you kidding me? You know that dude was just doing like the Birdman, like rolling a Play-Doh snake. Like, if you haven't watched the video afterwards, go watch the video. Okay, there is some actual like good information on how to do the swap and things in there, but man, they got hosed. So I yeah, don't know. I mean, maybe they took that, they got a deal on it. And they're like, how much does this all cost new or something? And went and just got a probably. bunch of that. That had to have been where that pricing came from. There's well, no way they paid twelve grand for that unless they bought a car and pulled the trans out. I guarantee you, some dude's like, hey, you know, I know a guy's got a six speed swap. And the guy's like, yeah, I'll give you twelve grand. Don't. Person's like, no problem. That's from willing to bet happen. But um, I'll, to all the WRX people in here. What you should pay for a used six-speed swap is very dependent. I want to touch that real fast. We, so we do that at the end. Okay, <laughs> God, never mind. Get to this right, info. You do your thing. You do your thing. <laughs> but you're right. But we'll get it. Come back in in like 20 minutes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm mute. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So now we figured out who we're talking about. What the situation is? <laughs> um. It's long story short, DCCD, we're, we're going to talk about DCCD today. That's, that's the big thing that gets, uh, um, talked about improperly on how it functions. And a lot of this comes from Subaru themselves really didn't have a good way to explain it because explaining it is kind of clunky how it actually works. So what they kind of did was explain how it feels. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let our um, our lovely voice radio host warranty. He's oh, going wow. to read the description that Subaru officially gives of what DCCD is. Yep. The driver's 
control center differential DCCD allows the center differential locking of the WRX STI to be dialed in and adjust its handling. It adjusts both an electromagnetic multi-plate transfer clutch and mechanical locking of a limited slip differential, LSD, to distribute torque to the front and rear wheels. Auto mode identifies the ideal power distribution for cha changing conditions, while Auto Plus keeps more power up front for increased traction. Auto Minus transfers more power to the rear for tighter cornering, and the six-step manual mode locks in the driver's favorite handling characteristics. Okay, so... <laughs> and I understand why they have to explain it like that. Because if you're just somebody who's coming in off the street and you're like, what is this crazy-ass dial... It, it, this explanation that I'm about to give you on how DCCD actually functions is super clunky to try to explain. And if you're not really a car person, it's a real pain in the ass. But the reality of it is, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of how it feels, but it's not how it works. All right, let's, let's get to the base of this, okay? What is DCCD? DCCD is a system that Subaru derived. Um, they, they actually did put DCCD inside of five speeds. Also, the Japanese domestic market, uh, STI, RAs, um, did get uh, DCCD for those, too. Um, and those, the, the concept of this was to first give the car a, a more extreme torque split and then control the lock. Okay, that's how much the differential will allow the front axle speed to be different than the rear axle speed. At full lock, they have to be identical. Okay, when it's open, they are completely separate. Um, the torque split, though, the torque split never changes. The torque split in anything 05 STI in prior that's 05 U.S. domestic market STI in prior. So basically, peanut I and earlier is 35-65. Okay, 35% of the power goes to the front. 65% of the power goes to the rear. 06 or newer, or if you have a 1.1 a, a um, transfer gear or a 354 rear diff. You know, it, so that's the easiest way to figure this out. That that split from 06 and newer is 41 front, 59 rear. And what they did is add essentially a helper diff in there also. So, these units are super simple. If you've ever had a chance to pull apart um, a DCCD differential, there's not much to it. It looks a lot like a clutch type diff, except on one side there's a big ass magnet. And that's essentially all it is, is a big magnet that smashes these clutch plates together. And that's what causes the the lock. So. Essentially, when you are putting the car in full lock, if you were in manual mode and putting the car in full lock, the magnet's going to be at its highest. And again, this is oversimplifying stuff, but essentially the magnet's going to be at its highest. It's going to. It's going to. Force the the clutch packs as much together as it can. It'll essentially, quote-unquote, weld the diff. 
um, the front and rear tires have to move at the same speed. This is why they say that's 50-50 torque distribution. Well, they can't move separately, okay? And then if it's open, they call it 35-65 if you're in an earlier one or 40, you know, it's more rear biased, but it's because the center diff is no longer in the conversation of controlling are the rear tires moving any faster than the front tires. And with a diff being open, the path of least resistance is where the torque is going to go. And if more of the power is going to the rear, those are the ones that are going to break traction first. And when traction breaks, that's the easiest place for the torque to go. So what I really like to do is talk about this um, by explaining it like we're looking at an old Fox body Mustang with an open rear diff or an old, you know, F-body Camaro or something like that. Open rear diff, one wheel peel, all right? Car revs up, dumps the clutch or whatever it's going to do. All the power goes out one wheel. It's the first one to break traction. That's where it's going. All the power is going to go there, and it's just going to sit there and peel while the other one stays solid. Now, if you were to weld the diff or you were to put some sort of locking differential in there um, or posi or however you want to make that work, when you were to do that same clutch dump, both of the tires would want to spin, normally adding significantly more traction, okay? But if it's open, power's going to go whichever way that breaks traction first. Now, a limited slip differential, how that works is, is it, it can sense, essentially, through friction or um, in, in a uh, mechanical differential, there's... Um, the speeds will change and it knows that the speed is changing and will try to uh, um, force torque one way or the other, or in a viscous differential, if you know, we do have those in older WRXs or um, WRXs, these run in the center differential. That's actually viscous means snot. Essentially it's a, uh, like a liquidy material. And the hotter that gets, the 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 more friction it causes and that's what's actually causing that lock to happen either way um they they essentially can limit the amount the speed from one wheel is different than the wheel than the other wheel within that axle okay so now we've we've we understand how a one wheel peel works okay <laughs> so if you could control that lock, like how much it's locking up, you could decide if you want a one-wheel peel or you want this this differential to be locked and essentially have, you know, a welded diff or posi or whatever. So if you were to turn that whole concept sideways and instead of looking at it as the rear diff of a, uh, a Fox body Mustang or a, you know, an old F body, that is now the center diff of your Subaru. And the front axle is one side and the, the, or the front diff is one side and the rear diff is another side with your center differential being in the middle, figuring this out. That is what DCCD controls is the amount of lock that is right there. But understand with DCCD, 35% of the power is always going to go towards the front axle or, you know, one side of this diff. And 65% of the power is going to go to the other side if you have an 05 STI or older. Or 41% of the power is going to go to 
the front and 59% of the power is going to go to the rear if you have a older or a newer STI 06 or newer. So what DCCD does is change the amount of lock. Essentially how much it is going to allow your front axles to move at a different speed than your rear axles. This is why if you look on your screen in manual mode or on your dial, it will say open or lock. It doesn't say 50-50 or, you know, 35-65. That's not how that works. Okay, it's, it's controlling lock. The speed difference between the front and the rear axles. That's it. Now, DCCD is pretty cool. You can do some neat stuff. What DCCD is doing, they get hung up on driver-controlled center differential, but the real star of this show here is actually the auto mode, okay? DCCD is constantly varying how much lock or how much your front and rear wheels can move separate of each other, and it's doing that for different situations. So when you are accelerating out of a corner or you're drag launching or you're on the gas, you want as much traction as humanly possible. What it's going to do is add a bunch of lock. You're probably going to get upwards of 90% to 100% lock. Um, leaving corners, leaving straightaways, it's going to lock up as much as it can. And it's doing that to make sure you're getting the maximum amount of traction leaving. You're using as, many, as much tiger as you possibly can. Um, but it takes in the, the, the stock auto mode. So this is the factory DCCD controller. It takes in a lot of different things. It takes in steering angle. It takes in brake pressure. takes in wheel speed, obviously. There's a lot of different parameters that it's looking at to figure out how much lock it needs. So let's say you're coming into a corner. So what it's going to do is... If you're braking in a straight line, DCD is going to stay fairly locked, give you as much traction as you can, but immediately start unlocking as you start adding steering angle. When you start adding steering angle, what it's going to do is open the differential up so you can actually turn into the corner. The car will rotate more, and that's what you want it to do. You want it to act, essentially, rear-wheel drive turning into a corner. And so the, the diff will open up allow you to turn into the corner, and as you start feeding more throttle to it, it'll start locking the diff more and more and more. This is why, from a, a dynamic standpoint, when driving an STI, it tends to actually feel fairly rear-wheel drive when a lot of other cars that are using an all-wheel drive system tend to feel very front-wheel drive. And it's because it acts very rear-wheel drive. The the beauty of this system is it's super simple. You know, there's really not a lot to it. But how the the auto mode works is a little complex until you understand how it actually functions. Um going back to this, the auto mode, like I said, is is for 99.99999% of people, auto's the answer. Uh leave it in auto. Don't touch auto. Um, there's no reason for you to put it in manual, even in inclement weather and things of that nature. Um, auto, so in 08, they 
DCCD got two more settings. They got auto plus and auto minus. So technically you had three settings for your DCCD that were still auto mode. You had um, your standard middle auto and then plus and minus. What those mean are your standard auto was just like your auto mode earlier. Auto plus meant that the diff was a little bit more aggressive in as far as how much it was going to lock. Auto plus tends to work better in inclement climates, um, rain, things of that nature. If you're having traction issues and maybe your car's oversteering on track or something of that nature and you need more traction leaving corners or maybe you're ripping around on dirt and want the car to feel a little more stable, auto plus tends to be the answer for that. Auto minus is kind of the opposite it allows the diff to be more open it's less aggressive when you're you're getting on the throttle um you know during braking during acceleration and it tends to make the car feel slightly more tail happy this is why people believe that it makes it feel rear wheel drive but auto minus is nice if you have a if your car is understeering more Maybe you're on a, more of a mountainy road kind of situation. You just want the car to rotate more. Maybe an autocross or something like that when you're trying to get the car to rotate a bunch more. Um, track use, stuff like that. Auto minus might actually be the answer for you. You can kind of fine tune what you have going on with auto plus and auto minus. It's an awesome system. But understanding what it's doing will help you use it better. So... Manual mode, this is where stuff starts to get crazy. You'll, you'll get all so people telling you all sorts of crazy stuff about DCCD and how they're using it. Um, my, my favorite one was, well, I do a bunch of drag racing, um, and I want the car to feel really rear-wheel drive, so I put it in manual open because that's basically rear-wheel drive mode when I drag race. Um, so, <laughs> when... It, when this is literally the polar opposite of what you want to do when you drag launch is put it in open. Um, essentially, what's going to happen is the first the first axle to brake traction, which more than likely will be your rears because most of the torque is going there. That's where all the power is going to go. And what ends up happening is you also tend to brake stuff this way because well, you're hold asking. On, hold on, hold on. Yo. So in DCCD <laughs> open, in a drag race environment it's yes. likely that the rears are going to lose traction the yes there's not going to be any more power going to the rear no. because torque split does not change what's happening is that there's no correction mechanism in the center diff exactly to, to lock the centers i'm sorry lock the center which unifies the wheel speed of the fronts and the rears which in in reality would move more power to the front Instead, it's just going to let the rears spin and you don't go places. Meanwhile, the fronts in this open scenario are going to get the same normal torque split that they always got and no other, no other intervention. So you're just kind of like front wheel drive for a second on the launch. We need to find a way to turn you up. Okay. <laughs> or, or eat I, your I mic. Turn it up. I can turn it up on the, on the laptop. Okay. So... Um, yes, essentially it's not like the rears are getting more power because the torque distribution didn't change. Okay. Yeah, if I can't, if, if you, the problem, if you get one thing out of this entire conversation, it's DCCD does not change torque distribution. It changes lock. Okay. So 
when you go and try to drag launch your Subaru on uh, uh, or your your DCCD based transmission Subaru um, and you're in open, essentially the 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 first wheels to break the first axle to break traction is going to be the one that gets all of the torque. Torque is always going to take path of least resistance. Just how it works. Okay, it's a lot like air and anything else. Uh, torque will take path of least resistance. The spinning wheels are going to be the ones that get it. So it isn't that the car is making any more power. It's there's there's nothing to force the fronts to do anything. Okay, now in the later model um, 06 plus, there is a helper diff, but it ain't enough. <laughs> okay, still uh, the majority of the power is going to go out the rear. Um, comment. So if you have let's say the rears spinning faster than the fronts and DCCD locks for that split second, which is what DCD, DCCD is designed to do. I guess you could call that transferring power to the front because that's locking yes. the, the two sets of wheels. It's not really a torque split change. It's just it's changing lock. Thing. Yep. Right. And that's, there's, that's what, what I'm trying to really beat home here is that that's the big change. So if you were to, when you, when you put DCCD in lock, on a drag strip, which honestly, in some cases may be the answer. Cause it's what auto is going to do when you launch anyway. Um, if you put DCCD in lock, it's going to be essentially like a DSM or an Evo when they weld their center diff. Yeah. And don't do it though. <laughs> yeah, you, you can break shit. You definitely can. And one of the yeah. nice things about DCCD is there is a little bit of slip there enough to help you not break shit. Yeah. Okay? That's, if you're drag racing just for these people or you're going to launch the car, leave it in auto. That slip is going to save your drivetrain. If you try to lock it and launch it, you will break the trans and ask me how I know. Uh, especially if you're on a bias ply, you will destroy it. But um, leave it in auto, that little bit of slip, and you're starting mainly, depending on the year, with a rear-wheel drive bias, um, you're in a good spot. Don't, don't mess with it unless you have to. Hold on, getting there. Um, okay, and one hundred percent right. James is one hundred percent right on that. You you need that little bit of a slip to. It, it, that's the that's one of the reasons a lot of people even go to uh, you know uh, a softer sidewall on their their tires when they're drag racing and stuff too, just to give you that little bit of give so it's not just immediately shocking everything. But that's here nor there. Um, long story short leave the damn thing in auto once again the almost all roads here are going to lead to auto um one of the downsides you tend to see is people have a wrx and they do a six-speed swap but then they don't get any form of dccd controller if the dccd is not seeing if that diff is not seeing any form of voltage whatsoever it defaults to open so it's it it doesn't know any different because it's not seeing any voltage. It's just going to stay open. And people tend to break stuff quite a bit that way too. Um, you see a lot of broken axles with open DCCD because all the power just gets right to the rear. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Where was I at? Okay, um, let's talk about manual a little bit. So in what cases would you want to... Uh, mess with the manual DCCD controller. There are very few, okay? And this is, there. there's very, very few. 
Um, lock is extremely rare to use, but can be useful if you are stuck in snow or the mud. That is about it. <laughs> that is about the only time you would want to use that. I'm not going to lie. I played around with it using it ice racing before. And, and um, what's that? And on track. Remember? Road to the oh, Lantern. I'll explain that. Okay. Yeah. So it's a it, story. It, I, it's, and we're going to get to it. Um, so it, it's, it's for the most part, the only time you would want to use that is if you're stuck in the mud and you're trying to get yourself out of, uh, out of a rut or something like that. And you desperately need the front wheels and the rear wheels to move at the same speed. Open. Really? The only reason you'd ever use that is to be a jackass. Okay. <laughs> Rift mode. Uh, um, there are some uh, Looney Tunes kids, especially down in Australia, who like the drag race, who prefer the older differentials because they didn't have a helper diff. Um, and it, so when you put the it, when you put the diff in open, it would truly be in open. You would get those guys who are drag racing who would try to do a burnout in the open. I really don't recommend doing that. It's extremely hard on things, but that's how they were approaching that. The other nice thing is. Oh, man, I hate even telling people this, but if you have an older STI and you pull the e-brake, it the DCCD will then go into open and that essentially disconnects your front and rear axles from each other. So then you have less, <laughs> it's less of a chance of, of you breaking something, um, even if you're still slightly on the throttle. Um, this is one of those rally only situations where understand that you are going to break stuff but if if it is worth it to you for time you may want to think about that but that's i don't recommend that for everybody but that's one of the reasons that the older diffs people really really um those are are treasured uh by especially um the tarmac rally guys this is coming from the guy who would use the rear the handbrake to settle down the rear of the car and get it to slide less Shush. Um, we ain't talking about that. We used to do that all the time with like the 04 STI. Oh, yeah. Uh, you used to do that all. Just one notch up on the e brake disconnects it, and you can do terrible things that break your drivetrain with it. But <laughs> it's um, a lot of fun till it does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your mileage may vary. Uh, yep. Mine didn't vary very long, but uh, you, can, you can do these things. But yeah. Not that you should. That. No, don't do it. <laughs> um, so it, I, it, what warranty was referring to is I, I have a story where I was at um, I, w- I was at Rota, Road Atlanta and I was coming through there's turn 10A and 10B they're really tight corners and you come over this really crazy crest that's 11 and then you drop down this huge hill where these walls come in really close and my ass was hanging out and the car was oversteering really bad that was through 12. 12 is a scary as hell corner. It's honestly my my least favorite corner to drive through in any track I've ever been on in my life. It's terrifying. And I, I was running my 05 STI at that point, and the car was really unsettled through 12. Um, I'm still big, adamantly leaving it in auto mode at this point. We tried a couple of different suspension things, and what would happen is I could get it to settle down through 12, and the car would be slow everywhere else. So the scheme I came up with and actually functioned pretty well is I would come over 11 and I would put, I would reach down because the, the DCD controller is right next to the shifter in the older cars. 
I'd reach down and put the trans in manual, which my DCCD wheel was already set almost to lock. So it was it was really close. And essentially what it would do when I put it into manual is it would force the car to understeer. And it would understeer the entire way through the corner, so it would settle the car down. And the second I got through the corner, I'd just reach down again, pop it back into auto, and I could complete a lap where... 99% of the lap I was running in in auto and everything worked great. And then I was coming through 12 and I could settle the car down by doing that. Um, Dewey liked a loose car. So it was very, very easy to change direction, which was good for the rest of the, of the track, but not when there's a high speed corner with walls right next to it. Yep. Um, yeah, it's... <laughs> the loose car worked great because it was fast everywhere else but it was just it it made me uh think about life choices going through 12 um and so there there are options you can you can play with if you were to uh approach it like that but they're very few and far between but you're not going to be able to make those choices if you don't understand how it works um so um we went over the basic logic behind auto, um, how open and lock works. Um, let's talk about swaps here real quick. So when you do, first off, I'm, I'm just, we're going we're gonna to head something off right now. Donut screwed up. At any point, I don't know why in the hell you would, there's no point, no point whatsoever at this point, unless your class forces you to stay with that OEM five speed for you to run a five speed. None. There's if if you're going to do internal transmission work of any sort, don't buy a gear set. Don't do anything. Don't just go get a damn six speed. There is no gear set for a five speed that is going to equal the strength of a, a bone stock OEM six speed. Subaru didn't design the six speed. Getrag did. Okay, you want to see what happens when Subaru designs a transmission? Look at a five speed. Okay, you want to see what happens when Getrag does it because they're building something for a 911 and then Subaru comes along and says, hey, make that backwards so we can use it too? That's what the six-speed is. Okay, the, they're, they're not even close. If you ever get a chance, I, I'll try to post some pictures up of the main shaft size difference between uh, a five-speed and a six-speed. It's, it's, it literally is double the size. There's no such so putting any money into a five speed is ridiculous. So you're gonna end up swapping, you know, whether you got a GC, whether you got you know a, a new WRX with the five speed plus an extra gear, um, one way or another, an STI six speed. If you're making any real jam, is probably going to be on the menu. But if you are getting an STI base six speed and you're not getting one of the really early bug eye ones or not getting a, uh, a legacy spec B one, both of them having viscous center diffs and not DCCD. But if you're getting either one of those, you're going to need some form of controller for DCCD. This is where aftermarket controllers come in. There's two big ones that, that come to mind right away that most people can get and they're, they're consumer grade and easy to get a hold of. Um, you have uh, DCCD Pro, which has been around forever. That's Spider's DCCD controller. That's a great unit. iWire even makes a really nice plug and play harness for those these days. Super awesome. Okay. Big fan of those things. 
Uh, and that that controller, um, it gives you an auto mode, gives you a manual mode, all the stuff you want. Map DCCD works very similar. Um, it's actually got a couple of uh, the. Let's go back. The Spider DCD controller is really easy to install and make look very OEM. The Map DCCD controller, which is the other one, is kind of a. It's this little box. It's got a knob on it. Works very similarly. They both have very um, similar features. If you at the same price level, DCD Pro, if you get a very basic one, tends to be a little bit cheaper. Um, Map you, right out of the gate, their their base one I think is the only one that they make. Allows you to do some really cool tuning things within it. Most of it's above most people's heads. You don't even really got to worry about messing with it. But the cool thing they have is kind of a built-in auto plus and minus. When you're in auto mode on these, you can actually increase or decrease the level of how aggressive the auto mode is. So it's like a, an infinitely variable auto plus or minus. Um, so if let's say you're on a track or you're banging down a back road and your car is understeering really bad, you're doing autocross, whatever it is, and you want the car to, to rotate a little more, you can actually dial DCD back and it will chill that out. Um, so it'll it'll chill out the amount of lock that it's putting in to allow the car to rotate more. Let's say that it's raining really bad or you're banging down a dirt road or it's icy or something like that and you would like DCD to be a little more aggressive, but, you know, not run around at full lock, you can turn it up. Um, they have... They have um, manual modes still built within it, but again, going back to this, you really don't need it. One of the nice things about the Map DCCD and the DCCD Pro is they also don't take in the same amount of inputs. Um, essentially, they're just using this uh, this little yaw sensor. Um, it's it, it can basically tell if you're accelerating, decelerating, turning left or right. And it's basing all of that, all of its lock info is based just off of that. And, uh, you know, some basic brake info and acceleration. That's it. And that's all it all it really needs. Um, OEM DCD is pulling stuff from everywhere. And there's an argument that it is a little more active, I guess. Um, at least it's getting a little more data from the driver's seat. Um, well set up aftermarket DCD controllers. Uh honestly have always worked better for me but both are fantastic um game fan agreed auto on ice as far we're gonna get to a bunch of your uh your questions here in a few minutes but we are getting there um i don't know where do we want to go from there that's pretty much it um i think we kind of hit dcd is there anything that you'd like to talk about oh i know what you want to talk about so there was a change made in 2018, Subaru started explaining DCCD slightly different. Okay, they started saying it was an electromagnetically controlled differential um, and essentially saying that the helper diff was done away with. The thing is, I haven't been able to confirm nor deny what they are saying. I have yet to see one of these apart. What I can say is from the driver's seat, they feel identical. Um, it, the torque split didn't change. I was really, it sounded like they went back to the older style in the way they explain it, the older style 05 and earlier STI style DCCD, but the torque split didn't change. So 
I would I would really like to get a hold of one of those and take it apart, but I haven't had a chance to get my hands on any of those. Um, so I don't know if anybody has any uh, any input on that, but I I have yet to see one of those apart. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if, if, if somebody on the inside has had a 2018 or newer STI DCD apart, I'd like to know. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Was there anything you wanted to question from the chat? You killed Kenny 404. What would cause DCCD to always be locked? I I did see that. that. The only thing I could think of with DCCD always being locked is either it it have to see voltage all the time. So if you've got an aftermarket Mm -hmm. DCCD controller that isn't installed correctly, maybe that, cause you got to put that, that goofy little yaw sensor somewhere flat. Okay, and if it's not flat, if it's like constantly seeing something, it's going to constantly think it's accelerating or decelerating or something. Um, but that is that is one thing that that could cause that. Um, other than that, maybe you got some straight voltage flying around there, you know, bad stereo install or something else, or something is physically broke. You know, maybe you were hooning too hard. Hey. Um... Sorry, I was muted. I actually just had a phone call. I had to deal with this directly. Mm. Uh, one of my customers, he, he has a low eight-second car in Trinidad. Nice. Uh, he's got a PPG dog box and everything else. He broke his transmission over the weekend because he tried to lock his diff. I just thought that was hilarious. No way! As like we're talking that. about it. Yeah, he well, there tried, you go, he tried, guys. He tried working on his 60-foot, and uh, he broke the entire transmission. Yeah, so yeah. don't do that. Once again, leave that in auto for uh, for launch purposes. <laughs> There's other ways to find sixty foot time. <laughs> I told him that. Wait, that car weighs less than two thousand pounds, but uh, he's he's in that case. What kind oh, of car is it? Holy cow! The G, the GC. Okay, That's, I mean, oh, nice. it's so, cut more than a Civic. It, 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 I Excellent. mean, it, my my recommendation if he's got an aftermarket DCD controller because putting OEM DCD in is hard. Just mm-hmm. I wouldn't run the thing at lock, but if he's got an aftermarket one, maybe bump it up a little more. But man, if he just nated that thing, he's probably going to be skittish about that now. <laughs> I got to show you the video of it. These guys are wild. They're uh, they have like you know some sketchy like above ground dyno that they uh, break the car in with. Yeah, there's like six dudes standing on it while it's on the dyno to hold it down, and they're just going to town with it. It's hilarious. That's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> we need more of that. I completely agree. I want some more hood rat big power stuff going on. Yeah, it makes make like I think it makes like almost thirteen hundred at the wheels, and that's the car weighs less than like two thousand. The guys, the guys, awesome. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, we need videos of that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Stay tuned in the Insiders Lounge. James is going to post some videos. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go through some of your questions. If you guys have any questions about DCD, I want to hear them. Okay. Now's the time to to hit me up. Let's hear it. Um, well, I had a question. Can you ruin the DCCD unit? So center diff unit with driving with full lock in the dry. Yes. It's super hard on it. And essentially what you would do is... It, you're gonna you can feel it when you're turning that it stuff is binding up essentially you're you're and these these are still like it's like a plated diff okay and after a while they those plates will wear out high mileage dccd cars that have been ran around at full lock for a long time will have problems 
thankfully, when you're just driving down the highway, your diff's normally open. So if just normal standard driving isn't going to mess de- uh, a diff up too much, but a ton of drag track driving can wear or like rally use or something like that can actually wear a DCC differential out. There are some companies out there from sketchy, um, you know, Eastern European places that are really big into rally um, that do sell DCCD uh, uh, replacement like clutches. Um, and so you can get those uh, if it, but I mean, for the most part, a street driven DCCD and even like a fairly aggressively tracked DCCD gearbox or diff should be fine for a really long time but if you're running around a full lock a lot yeah you can wear stuff out it's not designed to be done it'd be just like um it's not quite as bad but look at it kind of like a transfer case with a four-wheel drive vehicle like that's why you can't drive down the road with a transfer case of a four-wheel drive vehicle you know you're you can't be in quote-unquote four-wheel drive in your truck all the time because you'll burn the transfer case up because the front and the rear wheels do need to move at slightly different speeds So, all right, let's try to get some of these questions. We got quite a few. I saw a big one down here, Maniac. Um, I find manual on ice track magic. I've had many trips to ice and ice events, tested auto plus minus and all steps of manual. Found that the manual is more predictable to drift on ice compared to auto since I knew the diff. And this, he's, he's got a really good point here. Um, yeah, that makes sense. On asphalt, though, I prefer auto minus, a little more tail happy, still stable. Maniac, that totally makes sense. If you're doing ice racing and you're finding the car extremely unpredictable, maybe messing around with manual might be a good idea for you, especially if you're ice racing, because you have no traction. Ice racing is a total riot, by the way. If you've never done it, it is about the most fun you can have with the least amount of wear on your car. It is, a, you're sideways the whole time and you're going like 25 miles an hour. <laughs> and the worst thing you're going to do is scratch up your bumper a little bit because you, you hit a little more solid hunk of snow. Um, Wisconsin ice racing is a riot. But um, yeah, if you were to put it in a manual and, and you're finding it more predictable, that's why, because you're not waiting for, that diff's probably freaking out. you got wheels moving in all sorts of different directions. I will say if you have a a aftermarket DCCD controller, will do better in that situation than I think the OEM one will. And the reason for that is the OEM one is screwing around a lot with uh, wheel speed sensors, and ICE tends to do some just wacky stuff with that, and I think it freaks DCCD out. That's my theory. But manual, you get rid of a lot of that. So if you are ICE racing... That's a really good example of when you may want to uh, mess around with with manual mode. Um, a closet says map DCD has a calibration for the G sensor if it's a bit off from flat. It's in the manual, and it, I, I they didn't used to have that, and I'm happy they do now. Um, and either way, you want to do that. Even if once you get the car level and where it's going to be at, the chances of you hitting dead level with your G sensor wherever you put it's going to be near impossible. So um, you want to make sure if you do install an aftermarket DCCD controller that you you follow the directions extraordinarily closely. (laughs) 
Um, Renegade WRX, you were talking about breaking axles without a DCD controller. And I've been running Adam's old RS without a controller for years of drag racing autocross and haven't had any issues with it. Well, you've been lucky. Um, and it, it could depend on, you know, weight, what you're doing with it, how much power. When you launch is, are, are you overpowering the tires? So then, you know, it it's less of a shock to the axles. Um, or there's, there's a lot of variables to that, but I, I will tell you that, um, there are a lot of guys who have, I I've seen just constantly breaking rear axles due to leaving their diff open, finally getting a DCD controller and not only cutting piles of time off their 60 foot, they stop breaking stuff. Um, question. I have a 2000 RS with a full 06 STI swap. I, I bet you're having a riot, aren't you? I have yet to get the factory DCD to work. Don't even try. The system works fine until the car is turned on. Once it stops working, ABS and brake lights both turn on. Is this worth trying to get the factory? Well, you answered. I kind of answered the question for you. Just get an aftermarket controller. If you if you're putting DCD in a chassis that that trans didn't come from, save yourself the bullshit. Save yourself the bullshit and get an aftermarket DCD controller. It'll just work. Your life will be so much simpler. So you're dealing with an older RS GC style thing. Um, or you're, you're putting it in a bug eye, you know, it's, it's such a pain in the ass. Even if you're going like, let's say you win an 04 STI or you, you've got an 04 WRX and you've got a full 04 STI and you're bringing it all over the amount of wiring you'd have to bring over just for DCCD when you could have just got an aftermarket controller. It's ridiculous. You can even get an aftermarket controller to operate the lights in the cluster now. Um, DCCD Pro can do that. So if that's one of those things that's really important to you, do it that way. Um, Mr. Aldrich, how are you planning to control in the future when you move to Mtron? Um, I don't know. Um, I have heard that Mtron has uh, native DCCD control. It might be something we play around with. Um, but to start, I'm probably just going to keep stuff where it is using my map DCCD controller. And then we may move into that at a later date. Um, can you send me the map you use? And I, I, I didn't change the map in my map DCCD, Randy. I got to be real. The map it came with, it's auto mode. It works great. It's one of those things, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, what do we got? I have a 2011 STI that seems to have the front diff bind up on deceleration on a curve ever since I put the 15 steering rack in. Is there anything that can be adjusted with DCCD to help this? More than likely, no. I, I bet you there's more going on there than, are you sure it's your front diff binding up and maybe not like an axle on its way out, you'd be really surprised at how, how much that happens. Um, or maybe at the same time you, you, you lowered the car and that put in the axle at a different angle. I have a, I'm more willing to believe that's an axle problem showing itself as a diff issue. Um, now I can't be it, but DCD is really not going to be able to help with that. Unfortunately. Um, what do we got? Any idea why DCCD would stop working after removing ABS from a swap GC8 with a DCCD Pro controller? Sounds like, given your description, it uses the yaw sensor and it seems like it should still work. 
Huh. I'm not 100% sure, my guy. Um, Are you using that same controller? Maybe something... Maybe something fried with a controller. Have you tried using a different controller? Um, DCCD is pretty robust. Um, I can't say I've ever heard of anybody frying DCCD. Um, it, it's it's an extraordinarily simple, yeah. yeah. It's a very very simple device. So I, I I I don't know about that. That one's a tough one, man. I wish I had a better answer for you, but that, that's a that's a rough one, man. I'm loving all these questions, by the way, and it looks like You're we got a whole lot of new faces. We got a lot of new faces here. This is great. VDC on a 2011 STI, not liking the faster 2015 steering rack. Yeah, it's plausible. Okay. Mm, that is very plausible. And so, well, hold on. Where'd you see that? That's uh, Maniac just posted that at the bottom of the chat. So the bigger answer here is if you're doing any kind yeah. of shenanigans. That makes a lot of sense. A, especially on a car that's got a swapped steering rack, for example. Turn yep. VDC all the way off. Go full manual. Oh uh, Yeah, don't mess around with uh, with with any of the traction control stuff, if at all possible. Um, so one of the things that can screw with DCCD is understand that when you, you change the steering rack, uh, steering angle is something that Subaru takes into account. And I'm wondering if it's seeing like weird wheel wheel speeds, you know, based on like the scrub of a 2015 rack turning the wheels more at a particular angle, and it's freaking out. There's there might be some truth in that. Oh man, okay. Um, trying to make my way through this. Yeah, we got a big audience today. There this is awesome. I am loving seeing all these new people. And and keep the questions coming. I'll keep answering questions about this as long as I can. Um, my old 7 STI isn't working properly, but anyways, what's the position? What position does it get locked into? Well... I, I guess I'm not 100% sure. So if if are you talking about an 07 Trans and something else or your 07 STI? This was from Dirty Blue 06. If it's your actual 07 STI, it like it's going to default into auto. Um you have to put it into manual. And then wherever the dial is is where it's it's going to go within its lock range, I guess is a good way of putting it. Um Johnny Trans posted a DCCD diff. I'm not sure what year that is. That I think that's an older one. Um, I'd like to know more about what he's got going on there. Um, I've seen more rear transfer bearing failures than DCCD. Yes, you're going to see how that's going to happen. Okay, transfer gear bearings um, in Subarus tend to be something that, that it just... They're under the 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 loads of that are under some really goofy. There, there's a lot going on with those, and it, so they they tend to get tweaked under you know lots of pressure or beating on them. The it, hopefully you catch them when they're only making noise, or you're just hearing some bearing whine or whatever. Um, if you're doing a lot of drag launching or anything else, um, 
prepare to break them. We actually make a uh, um, aftermarket transfer gears for a reason because <laughs> they're something that break quite a bit when you're you're beating on these cars and you you're making big power. Um, only DCCD failures I've seen come from getting stuck in snow or breaking an axle at the drag strip with DCCD in lock mode. Um, yeah, basically the only time I've seen DCCD actually fail was when people were doing something really extreme. So. Spider Plus, I can utilize two ABS sensor inputs. So OG Spider, Spider Plus. Well, there you go. Um. There's a share on the Facebook 0814 forum. I suspect it, that's a bunch of us. And that's awesome. Again, thank you, Grio, Jiro. I actually was the one that posted it over there. I'm happy to see you guys over here. That's cool. Um, What else? I'm, I'm going to keep trying to rip through here. Will this be available to listen to later? I missed it. Yes. Uh, we post these up on... Uh, we post these up on a few different things, um, it, it, but the two main ones are Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, this is being recorded right now, so all your questions will be on there. And and we have a whole host of older shows with all sorts of cool stuff, um, talking with different shops around the country, lots of different topics, and we plan to continue and do other fun topics. And, you know, if you guys have any ideas for topics, feel free to post them in the chat here or in the discord in some of the other sections or the, the Facebook group, the IEG Subaru insiders lounge, um, post it up in there. What's your VIR time. Unfortunately, I've never been to VIR. What's your VIR time. <laughs> I'd like to know. Um, Johnny trans. Um, again, I, I need to find out who you are. I like you. Um, and I, I think your, your name is hilarious. Um, <laughs> load fluids seemingly um, the number one cause of burnout transfer bearings. That happens a lot, especially with older transmissions. Um, people tend to neglect to check their their gear oil, and they'll get like a uh, like a diff seal leak, um, like a front diff, um, like the axle seal start leaking up in there, and and they'll you know slowly drip all their oil out, and we'll have a we'll have a bad time. Well, that's cool. Transmission builder. All right. Nice. Who nice. else do you? Nice. I, I've always wanted to go to VIR. Did you guys see? Uh, did you see Air Slayer? Um, set that road and track. What is it? The VIR, whatever their grand course. Grand um, course door slammer record. I think that's that's pretty wild. Yeah. I'd love to see how far off of that we'd be with Boogie. That would be that would be entertaining to try that. They don't run that configuration a whole lot though. The NASCAR um, Garage 56 car beat the time by the Air Slayer, and Scott Speed was heading out from the track, and they called him, and he turned around and put down another lap that was like a second faster. So Subaru made it personal. Um, Adam from IEG actually posted a pretty cool PDF on how to use an Adreno board and make your own uh, steering angle sensor. That is really cool <laughs> yeah you could make build your own steering angle sensor using adreno boards that's kind of sick i'm um, not gonna lie that's cool <laughs> we need more of that ppp 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 
G drag V2 parts supplied by IEG. Yeah, we've got a we've been working with IEG for or at PPG. I'm man, it's I need more. I need more caffeine. Um, we've been working with PPG for a while uh, with a lot of different projects, but that that drag gear set is sick. Uh, 225.6 around VIR. That's cooking, man. Um, any other tracks on the East Coast you've been to? Uh, maybe we can figure out how we, you know, have you been to Lime Rock? Um, have you been to Mid-Ohio? What are you running around there? Maybe we can compare from that. Um, T56 blind with IAG Exity Clutch. Yeah, that's that's the hot setup. Um, that thing's going to boogie. I'm assuming it's got our transfer gears in it, too. Yeah, Scott Speed turned uh, turn the 225.6 after being told to turn around. Yeah, they, they he was leaving, and then that that uh, the that NASCAR build whatever um, ran a slightly faster time, and he turned around and came back. Yeah, that's <laughs> just so cool. That's, I mean, the story is great. Oh, no the, it's a translator for the steering angle sensor, so it it it. it yeah, I I, I understand what he's saying now. Yeah, so you know the the angle makes sense for both ends. That's the cool. angle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to touch base in uh, Grio's question. Yeah. For a six speed, um, 04 six speed going to a thirteen WRX. The main thing you got to look for is uh, there's half moons on the front differential. So pretty much on an 04 STI trans, they're going to use uh, those axles are female on the front, right? But your car uses um, male axles. So with that, what I would recommend doing is taking a paint pen and marking each half moon, right? So you're going to draw a line between the half moon and the actual case. Mark that, and then what you're going to end up doing is you're going to unscrew those half moons in the transmission. So that's because what that is, is that's what's setting the preload on that front differential. Sundial, half, I'm sorry, sundial, correct. Sundial, uh, yeah. I was, yeah. you were calling it half saying, moons, but I was like, it's, it's sundial. It's been, it's been a very long day, it's, man. It, I got you, gotcha, man. I'm, I'm with you. So yeah, the sundial. Okay. Yeah, so what are you gonna, I don't know why I'm calling it half moons. Uh, oh, I just sold it half. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, so with that, uh, you're going to unscrew those. You're going to count those rotations, right? If you're like me and you're stupid, you're going to write that on the side of the trans as well on the paint pen so you don't forget how many you just did. You're going to acquire... You can buy a set of, uh, yes. So you're going to pull those out and you're going to remove the stubs. They'll pop right out. Um, if they don't pop out, you can screw in a, if I correctly, you can screw into them. It's been a while since I've done this. And you can put a slide hammer on it, pop them out. Uh, and then from there, um, you're going to get a set of newer sundials from a newer car. It could be, we'll just do like an 07 STI trans, right? You're going to take those and you're going to mark it. On the end, the same spot where you mark the other ones, and you're going to start spinning them in, and you do the same exact amount of rotations. You're going to remember, you, that's why you counted them, wrote it down. Once that's in, the preload will be set the same on the front differential, and then those the, your, your original axles for your car will actually pop right in and be fine. Don't forget to change your axle seals and stuff while you're doing it, because you will need to do that. Yep. Yeah, so the the oddball with uh, at least U.S. domestic market transits is the 04 STI. So 05 and up, it's you know it's it's fairly straightforward. But the 04 is the oddball. Yeah. So um, 
or JDM transes earlier. JDM transes are the same way you're, you're talking about too. Yeah. Adam says, buy a newer six feet. That's true too, because there's some GD guy begging for your transmission right now, uh-huh. especially the earlier bug eye guys. Um, if you buy any, await to current STI six speed. Um, that is a direct drop in for there. You don't need the speed sensor that's located on the bell housing for your car. Uh, What's the other big thing with that too? Is if you bought the well, complete swap with the rear differential, uh, you you have to sell. Hold on, I think we're we're all right. So oh, the the thirteen WRX still needs a plug in speed sensor, but there's an easy fix to that. There's that speed sensor um, simulator vehicle. Uh, DCCD Pro makes this. Um, VSS Pro is oh, what they right, call it. Right. Yeah. So the SCI's? WRX is yeah. So you would want anything 08 newer will not have a vehicle speed sensor on the trans. Mm-hmm. So you are going to need to have some sort of vehicle speed sensor simulator because the STIs didn't have the vehicle speed sensor on the trans. That's why essentially an 07 STI and an 08 STI trans, gearing-wise and everything else are the same, but one has a, uh, a vehicle speed sensor. The 07 has a vehicle speed sensor on it, so it just plugs in, no problem. And the later ones don't, so you've got to do like a, the VSS Pro thing. Yeah, dude, it's probably been ten years since I've swapped one. No, you're good. Oh, I this is this is that conversation that I have a lot because I'm dealing with all these guys with the older crap, so they're trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. And so yes, Lado Four did have the axle swap. I do remember that. Yep. Um, yes, yeah, that's pretty much that. But majority of the O fours are going to have that. Uh, uh, I guess female axles in the front, but Lado Four did have a swap, and obviously hired on for the rest of the STI's lineage. Mm-hmm. Stubs or not, it's just that those are the odd ones, and then we dealt with a whole lot of when we were at six star a lot of the JDM swaps. It, it, that's like hit or miss too. Does it got stubs or not? Mm-hmm. So December two thousand three build date or later, and I believe what D Alex Butler says because that man knows his shit. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, that is the GD guru. Yep, that guy knows a lot of that old OG stuff uh, right off the. He's uh he runs track stubies on uh Facebook. Mm-hmm. Great dude. Glad you asked. And yeah, that's that's what this is for. That's why we're trying to do more of these is uh, you know, we we try to do these every Thursday. We have some form of topic or we have somebody on, but we try to open the floor up for questions um the best we can. Um I think we need to have more open floor discussion stuff like this. Um, six MTs for bug eyes. Yeah, I'm telling you, um, just GD chassis in general are fantastic. <laughs> I love them to death. Um, and that comes from a GC guy. So, um, Johnny trans, I'd love to be on the show. You know what? Maybe we'll bring you on the show, my dude. Um, I'd love to talk transmissions. I really don't have anybody else to bring on for transmission specific, how to set things. Like, what do you got to look for stuff? And maybe, you know, we can just blow you up with So, why don't we uh why don't we talk about that after the show and uh you know maybe hit me up on Facebook or something we'll uh we'll we'll see what that looks like. I'd be I'd be super stoked to talk about that. Um So, Maniac, I'm just going to post this question again since it's so far up in the chat. You mentioned oh, sorry man, if I missed something. I'm I I'm if it guys, if there's something further up in the chat that I missed, feel free to ask it again. <laughs> you are not going to offend me. I'm more than happy to help you out. Um, I will answer it. Um, if I missed it and I didn't get to it for any reason, please just repost it. But, um, I'm gonna, 
You mentioned the DCCD without helper diff unlocks a clutch pack with handbrake use. Does that imply to the 4159 cars? It basically, if you have a 354 rear diff or a 1.1, um, um, the the 1.1 diffs uh, or the any of the 41 to 59 um, torque split, when you pull the e brake, it does go into open, but you still have the helper diff. And that is really rough doing e-brake spins with a helper diff. So really don't recommend it. Will it unlock? Will it put DCCD into open? Yes. Should you do it? No. That's also, this is a, that's a awesome great sheet. Chart. That's a great that's sheet. That's an awesome chart. But yeah, it, wow, it, so that. basically Maniac with the newer ones, um, I don't, if if you're messing around on ice or something, super low traction situations, the chance of you hurt something extremely low. If you're doing it on pavement, <laughs> will I do it? Yes, Johnny. I does like this, this guy. also have uh, oil squirters in the trans? Um, which ones have oil pumps and which ones don't? That's a uh, that's since we're oh, on basically Lato's, just talking about six Lato's speed. seven and up. Lato seven okay. and up will have the oil pumps. Well, the early, the 04 and 05s had oil pumps, too. The 06s don't. They're the oddballs. The 06s and... Oh, no, I, I guess, the early ones? I might be messing yeah. this whole thing up, dude. It's been... Oh, geez, it's it's cool. It's cool. I got you. Honestly, I if I'm correct, the 08 and newer doesn't have oil pump either. It's it only the early pump. ones. I'm not going crazy. Okay. I was like, yeah. I remember that. All 07 right. Limited had oil pumps. I... Did the limited was the limited the only one with the oil pump? I thought the 07 STI had oil pump. 06 didn't. 05 and 04 did. And I thought in 08, one of the changes they made is they got rid of the oil pumps. And it's one of the reasons that they eat third and fourth on track all the time. Yeah, they don't have oil pumps. I have that I can test you. I know yeah. GR transmissions, the older GD stuff. It's been a very long time since I've manually done those. But yeah, the uh, they don't they certainly don't have an 08 and up. Yeah, then, yeah, the, the oddball was the 06. And if you ever look at, that's why 06 swaps were so, it, they were the cheapest trains you could buy was an 06. If you were to go buy a new six-speed, they were almost $1,000 cheaper than an 07 new. And it, they didn't have an oil pump. So, yeah. I just remember when I got my 07 six-speed for my 04, it didn't have the oil pump, and I was so upset. But I took a gamble on it, and I think I paid nothing for it, so I was pretty happy with that. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I know mid-07. I think he said limited. I think it was all mid-07. Um, well, like, hell last half year had it. And I know the earlier ones did. Yeah, I know the 0405 have them for sure. It was, I was very hell-bent. And I think all of the JDM STIs have them, too. Um, there, there wasn't... The, the 06 is kind of an oddball year. You know, you, you, got, the, you got the weird trans where they... You still have you have a three five four rear diff, but you got the really short one through four and the long fifth and six. Um, and then you didn't get the oil pump, and like the O six is really just kind of the oddball. Uh, it's like you still have side feed injectors, you know. You like you you kind of got of the GD chassis. Like the 04 and the 06 are the 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 two you want to get are the 05 and 07. The 04 and the 06 are odd ducks for their own reason. 05 is my favorite year. It's the but. best year. 
<laughs> I think it's... I think it looked the best. The interiors, the uh, the best. I mean, I had 07 SCI interior, but the um, I don't know. 05 is that that's my thing, man. And this is a very poor uh, choice. I'm probably gonna eat these words. I don't like Hawkeyes. I like uh, I love Blob Eyes. I don't yeah, like. Bug I'm eyes gonna either. say it too. I've yeah. never been a fan of the Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> yep, never been. But uh, I love Blob Eyes. That's my thing. Yep, I'm I'm a big fan. Um, not gonna lie, love me some uh, love me some Blob Eye. But what I I really like is the driving dynamics of the 05. You get all the best stuff. The only downside, the two downsides to that the 05 are the long fifth and six. It would have been better if it either came from the factory with the longer first or fourth. That kind of matched up, or they put the JDM fifth and sixth in it, which are a total riot to drive if you ever get a chance. And I wish it had top feed injectors, but all stuff the aftermarket can fix. The synchros in those suck too, in the uh, 0405s. Well, the biggest reason the synchros, well, they do suck, but they made improvements. But one of the reasons that they went to shit so bad was that massive gap between fourth and fifth. There's a huge speed difference there. Mm -hmm. So, um, one, I don't know how to, oh, he, he, what he's asking is the 06 STI trans still as strong as other STI transmissions. Essentially, yes. Okay. It's still just as strong. The, the 08 and plus, the 08 plus, since they don't have the oil pump, um, you can get those transmissions kind of hot. Um, and it, now I haven't seen that type of failure as much in the 06, but 06 is one year and 08 plus is many, many, many years. Um, and neither of those have the, the oil pump specifically. Um, so you on track, you might run into a problem, but like drag racing, street use, big power stuff, they're going to be just as strong. Yeah, I mean, I, I ran an 06 trans for a long time. Yeah. Drag racing stuff and street stuff and heavy highway racing stuff. No problems with them. They work fine. Uh, yeah. The only real downside to them, I guess, would be the gear ratios. However, it depends on how you're using it. Yes. You know, it's the same gear ratios for 04 to 06 and 07 up. They changed it. Uh, that's the only thing with the 06. Other than that, you have pretty much the updated trance for, you know, the rest of it. So that's it's not it's not a bad thing. You have the newer diffs. Uh, you have the newer synchros. It's a it's it's a good transmission. There's nothing wrong with it. So yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that trans. In fact, they did get the upgraded synchros. Yeah, you're right. So they're they're less of an issue than the old five from that four to five four to five grind that tends to come in, but it's I still got the crap gearing. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think I think the reason why they ditched the oil pump and just stuck to uh, well, ditched the oil pump specifically for 06 was for the uh, upgraded synchros. They probably thought they didn't need it, and they mm-hmm. had some cost saving that way. And then you know, throughout throughout 06 and early 07, they probably realized they didn't need it again for that box, so they put it back in for halfway through 07. Because any OE manufacturer is not updating or changing things unless they have to, and let's make yes. that very clear. So that's probably an issue they found with warranty or something along those lines, or no, who, who knows? We'll never know. We're not, we're not super corporate, but that is a change they made. And then they probably figured it out. No, wait, I don't know what they changed particularly. I'm not a transmission builder, but in 08 to current, they don't have the oil pumps and they share the same synchros. So who knows? Ryan, pump was removed for weight and cost per the factory class. Oh, that makes sense. Mm, makes and sense. again, no offense, Ryan. I don't trust half of what Subaru says. 
Yeah. If we trusted what Subaru said, to be perfectly honest, we wouldn't be here right now fixing everything that Subaru has screwed up over the years. They did do the six-speed right, though, for the most part. Well, they didn't do it. That's why. Well, they contracted the right guy. Yes, they contracted the right people to do it correctly. (laughs) Um... All right, uh, cool, because I just swapped an 06 drivetrain in my bug eye. Yeah, and, and dude, you're going to have a great time with that. And infinite, it will be infinitely better than any five-speed you would have ever had in there. So you, if, if, especially if you got a good deal on it, you know, it was in good shape, you're, you're going to have a great time with that. Enjoy it. Have an awesome time. Don't think that that is going to be your limiting factor in any way. Um, we're still taking questions, though. James, I'm happy you hopped on here. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been taking I've been taking phone calls, and I just took payment for a couple of your customers. <laughs> I appreciate I it. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, no, no problem. No problem. <laughs> um, but uh, I was gonna say the um, yeah. I mean, here's the thing with the 06 trans. I have put a lot of power and a lot of abuse through them. They don't care. They, you'll no. be just fine. No, it's it's again. It isn't like they changed the physical design of it. It still has you know that same beefy shafts and everything else as far as power you know, power holding capability, at least over, you know, short bursts, it's going to be the same. You know, there could be an argument that like the oil pump would help circulate oil and temps would stay down a little bit for the ones that do have oil pumps for like track use, but it's a different animal, you know? So Mm -hmm. the story of how it developed is pretty awesome. Well, if you ever get a chance, uh, I'd like to read that. I'd like to, I mean, but the reality of it is, um, it just comes down to Subaru is making more power than their crappy trans yes, designed to make 90 horsepower was able to handle anymore. <laughs> yeah, you, you could uh, retrofit the older uh, the pumps on that case. However, you're not really doing much there. I mean, I've yeah. seen some people do the pumps while adding an actual inline uh, fluid cooler, which is actually pretty dope. Yeah, uh, no, a fluid cooler would be sick. Now, if you yeah. were really going hardcore, and let's say this was like an endurance car or something like that, the juice may be worth the squeeze for that. For your average person, even somebody who's going to be doing track time or whatever, maybe just put some better fluid in it. I mean, Motul makes their competition is a 7140 now, I think is what the competition weight gear oil is. If you get some better fluid, you're probably going to be fine. Yeah, um, fluid, a good fluid is going to make a world of difference. You don't yeah. need to get all extra because... The second you start adding more failure points, you're going to have a failure. So just just keep it simple. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's what it is just in general with almost everything on these cars. We're, you're going to hear James and I preach the same thing if you ever call in. Keep it stupid simple. Um, kiss principle with almost everything. The simpler you keep it, the more reliable your car is going to be. It's just... Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of people just don't... They just don't get it, though, with no. that. No. The, here's the, hey, here's I'll the say it. I'll say it. I'm gonna say it. Yeah. Legacy GT owners. I said it. I mean, they're not the only ones. You got. You get the. You get the. Well, you know what? You guys too. Sure, but let's be real. Yeah. Well, okay. So we'll <laughs> go back into the demographic of that. Um, well, well, I'll say the the big spiel when it comes to Subarus and how to make uh, make them happy, make them reliable. The less you, this goes with almost any with any kind of car, though. The less yeah. you touch. You change what you need to change. Yes. If you don't need to touch it, leave it alone. And the same thing, in my opinion, my, my philosophy with DCCD. If you don't have to touch it, leave it alone. Yep. And that's going to prolong things. Auto works but, great. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, the second you start messing with things that you shouldn't be, uh, or if you, 
I, another way I like to phrase it is, if you think you know a lot about it, um, you probably don't when it comes to weird, mysterious stuff. Just don't touch it. Um, yep. And you're going to have a happy experience with the car. The second you start getting to things you shouldn't, you that's when stuff starts breaking or you start messing up. You open up Pandora's box real fast with this stuff. Yeah, real fast. This if you think cheap. you know better, you don't. <laughs> yeah. So or you, you you're can... doing stuff to be different. That's the one that kills me too. Well, I'm doing it because everybody does it this way. And I want to, that's, there's a reason everybody does it that way. <laughs> yeah. These cars are so simple now. I mean, the formula is yep. already, you know, the, the formula is done. So if you want to make seven, eight hundred, whatever with the car, you can just do that. You can do that in two seconds for someone's build. It's not it's an easy thing. Yeah. But when it comes to guys trying to do, I want to put this turbo on this car and I want to run a top mount air to war air to water and I wanna, you know, run meth on top of this and this and this. There's you're setting yourself up for so much pain that it's just not it's not worth it because at the end of the day, you're, you're not going to be left with a quality result. You might see some proper things, everything, if the stars align and everything works, but yep. there's a good chance you'll be fighting it the entire time. So just yes. leave it, leave it simple. Don't put, uh, don't retrofit all the spawn from, don't put an oil pump on your transmission. that didn't have it. There's no reason for it. Yeah. Unless you like, there has to be, um, honestly, and in the end, you're probably better off just buying a trans with an oil pump. If that's like yeah. what you need, you know, if you're that far in, like you got to ask yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze for anything you do? But a really good question up here. Adam would ask, is it possible to install a DCCD diff into a JDM non DCD six speed ish? You have to get the entire ass end of the trans. Um, it, it's not like you can just pop it in, run some wires to it. It's, it's not that bad, but that's, that's the situation. Um, to be perfectly honest with a five speed, I'd want to tell you yay or nay on that. I think you can do it with just installing the ass of the trans, but I cannot. I, I, I haven't had my hands on enough DCCD five speeds. I think I've only seen like three of them in my damn life. We just didn't get them here in the state. So that's that's a rough one. I mean, um, you might, you're going to hear my brutally honest response to that. Sure. Why? Just put a six <laughs> speed in the car. Just don't screw around with DCC, just five speeds in general. If it's broke, get a six speed. <laughs> That's if it's it. not broke, get a six just, speed. Yeah, start saving for your six speed. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the DC unit specific for five speed to use. Okay, well, there you go. Ryan kind of settled that. So you can't take five speed DCD and stick it in a six speed if that's what you're asking. Okay, Dewey and James, you talked about uh, non-OEM DCD controllers. Yes, we went over it um, pretty extensively earlier. Um, so what I'm going to recommend for anybody who might be coming in on this later, this will be up in podcast form, um, and it'll the original post that you found this on, it gets edited to have those links in it. Go listen to this in a podcast, and also with those, we have all of our old podcasts on there. Please listen, please share Please comment. Let us know if you hate it. And if you got new topics you want us to talk about, um, come over, either drop it in the chat here next week or uh, pop in to the, the the Facebook group, the IEG Insider Subaru Lounge Facebook group and say, hey, I'd really like you guys to do a podcast on this. It's something I've always wondered about. It'd be great. Or you can pop it right here on our Discord. We've got lots of different stuff here. 
I still want to do the trash builds one. I mean, I'm all I'm all, I'm all for that. Oh, you I'm and I are gonna. Do. We need to have a, a. I want an argument on how we can make. Like we're gonna set. We're gonna either set a budget and how would you go about it, or customer states. I have this and I want to do this. You know, like I I I got a few different ways of how I want to go about it. Um, I yeah. that that show needs to happen, and we're gonna have a very good time with it. <laughs> I'm ruthless with that. If you guys don't know me, I'm very straightforward. I am I am cheap as hell. So yeah. if you want to start doing some sketchy shit, I'm about that. <laughs> All for it. <laughs> Nitrous, easiest way to get silly. Like oh, I absolutely. guess. <laughs> Um, Ryan at Turbo Time, we have a Taurus in front, RADCD 5-speed in the rally car because we had a failure of the non-RADCD box in the previous. Um, it was cheaper to get it. And that makes sense. If, if you can make those decisions, the majority, if, you, if, if you're if you trying to go down that route, that's great. I wouldn't tell most people to go down that route. I get that that's cheaper. My two cents is if it failed on me once, I'd be dumb. I'd be done with it. I'd be absolutely done with it. I would be getting a six speed. So it didn't do that to me again. I couldn't trust a five speed in a competition um, environment. I just went to the five speed driving down the street. Yes, it's bad. <laughs> um, there's a Subaru guy here in Chicago that ran out. Okay. I want Adam to make sure that that is a past tense thing. He did run nitrous in his STI and it burned to the ground on the side of the highway. Boy, oh, I, I saw that. Yeah. I see, I do see that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he's we're we're not mentioning names there. Okay. <laughs> no names. To my knowledge, there's only been a couple people that have done it. I've done it. Adam has actually done it. Uh, Adam and IG has done it quite a bit. And, and we've, we've talked about it. He's been, he's been, he's way more into the nitrous stuff than I ever was. Yeah. But nitrous in a Subaru is fun, but it really depends on, this is completely off topic. I'm sorry. But, um, we're late show. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> it, it depends on how you're going to be using it. Yeah. Um, I didn't use it for the power increase. I used it to get into boost faster. Yes. Um, but you, you can definitely, this is a different topic. This is like, this is a whole thing to actually I mean, utilize this correctly. Cause yeah. I mean, cause I've done it in Supras. I've done it in all sorts of different stuff. Uh, you know, Mustangs, everything else. But when it comes to nitrous and STI, is it possible you can do it? Absolutely. Um, is there, does anybody really mess with it? Not really. I don't, not many imports are messing with it. I'd say nowadays, except for a few, um, R35 GTR guys. Some of the older are old school RB. Uh, you got some guys. really like big turbo supers were big into it for a little while. And then that no, they're, still, they're, still in, they're still into it for the most part. But the issue yeah. is, is uh, that's back when we ran race gas. And <laughs> all has more so uh, taken over that. Adam, that Adam role. said it perfect. I didn't say safe. I said easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you can you can blow your your car sky high with that. If you just especially if you have like a backfire, you don't have. A plate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it? A lot of it was backfire. Google that. You see a lot of it. A lot of it went away due to, uh, um, speaking of a nitrous backfire, I got an amazing story about that. But um, you see a a lot of that went away due to newer turbo technology and newer tuning. Um, We were able to, you know, mess with launch controllers came a long way. And you you can get cars pretty damn into boost without having to use 
um, nitrous to spool giant turbos. But yeah, I mean, we're not using cast wheel 42, you know, yes. twos anymore. <laughs> so that's, I mean, things have changed. I grabbed this off the, a whole set off of, you know, a, a freaking freighter. <laughs> yeah, the, the, old, the old whole sets. I mean, those things yeah. still run, though. That's the thing. They, they, yeah, those things they ain't never going to break. <laughs> no. The only thing that's comparable at nowadays is the Borg One or Airwork stuff. It was yep. meant for a diesel. You could just put it on wherever the hell you want. It doesn't care. I like to call oh. them the AK-47 of turbos. Drop it in mud, pick it back up, and it's going to work just fine. Don't even have to clean it out. So uh, don't do that. <laughs> 2004, yeah. just before I got out of the Marine Corps, okay, there was already guys coming back from their first tour in Iraq. And we're at this, this like 20, it was an overnight drag race event they used to do called Freaky Friday out there. And um, it, so we're near the track. It's all Marines. You know, that's, that's everybody who's there because we're right near the base. And this DSM is running and I think he grabs third and something happens and his, essentially it was a nitrous backfire inside of the, no, I take it back. He was in the pits. He was in the pits, and either way, the the he blew the top off of his uh, intake manifold and dented his he hood. It was actually sprayed. I don't know what the hell happened. All I know is this thing exploded, and it was due to nitrous. But the explosion was crazy. It was louder and shit. And this, it went off, and every marine there dropped on the ground. I can't, dude. The whole place, ninety nine percent marines, all of us dropped right to the dirt because that's just what you're taught when big explosions happen. <laughs> It wasn't anybody yeah, like getting behind things or anything. Everybody just smacked to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, a nitrous backfire. We've never seen one in in real life. I've seen it once. I think maybe twice. I don't remember. But I just they are it. violent. They yeah. are so violent. Uh, it will absolutely. Your hood is gone. Oh, Everything yeah. on top of your engine bay is gone. That engine's a you know it's a piece of scrap metal at that point. It is very aggressive. And Adam said, you know, proper engine management. Yes, especially when the management's. You know, if you have it tied in this and the whole car is designed around it, it it's fairly safe. You're not really going to have many problems. Uh, however, I, I, most people in this community don't have that. Uh, most guys, you know, back in the day, at least we're doing it, we're, we're on a Cobb Axis port spraying nitrous on like a, you know, a 25 dry shot trying to get the, tur- the you know, car to come on boost. It's, it shouldn't be like that anymore. It doesn't have to be. Like you mentioned Link, Motec, all that kind of stuff. They sure. all can control it, no problem. Yeah. They, that stuff didn't exist back when people were screwing with nitrous, though. In 2005, you know, your, your UTEC ain't going to control nitrous for shit. Um, oh, dude, I right. had a UTEC. I, I think we all did. Um, all right, I've got a, a, a good question that I want to answer, and I think we're going to end pretty close to this. Um, dare I mention five-speed blast plates? All right, I've got my own. I'm, I'm just going to say my piece on this. Look, man, blast plates are snake oil. All right, the uh, case flex is a, a, a very, very small amount of what makes a five speed a complete piece of shit. All right, that you aren't saving anything. It's not going to fix. It, it, there's what absolutely little bit, minute amount that might help is not going to fix anything else. It's not going to make the gear any thicker. It's not going to make the main shafts any thicker. Your your transfer gears are still a joke. Your center diff's a joke. Your front diff's a joke. Everything's still a joke. The blast plate isn't fixing anything. If you think you're going to be able to stick hunks of metal on the side of this damn trans, and it's going to magically make your five-speed good to 400 
wheel or something. It's not. It's not. Uh, a five-speed, anything over basic stage two power is on borrowed time. So oh. blast plates are an absolute no-go. What's your take? All right. So here's the thing. <clears throat> I'm the first to admit if I don't know something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now I thought I did with this, and I'm, I've been I've been corrected by someone who knows a lot more than this than me. So when it comes to the five speeds, I don't know much about them because, frankly, I've always done you know STIs. If I had WRX, I put a six sure. speed in it because I just avoided that problem entirely. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to blast plates, I was in the assumption they're pure snake oil, and you know they don't do anything. However, um, uh, the guys at ZF Design. Uh, they have, that's all they do. They do six speed stuff, right? They do five speed yep. stuff there. Uh-huh. I think they probably do more than anybody else right now at this point. He had a, I don't remember exactly what he said, so I don't want to quote him, but he said they, you know, people who have opinion, it's not entirely correct. There is something to be gained there where it does help. Um, I'm not 100% sure. If you have specific questions on blast plates, I would implore you to call ZF Design um, and have that discussion with them specifically on the five speed uh, aspect of it. Now, six speed stuff I can answer, but when it comes to five five speed stuff, I have not worked with it enough to really comment on it. My old my whole experience when it comes to six speeds is uh, I put them in, I don't have problems with it. I have a five speed, yes. I have problems with it, so I never really spent much time with it. So that's where I'll end that. I am not proficient. That's fair. Comment. I, 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 that's no matter which way I've seen it. And we, we bit into it back when I was at six star fairly hard. And where, where you started seeing a ton of it was the, uh, 11 plus WRXs with the VF 52s blast plates made another comeback. Okay. This was probably the third time I've seen some other company attempt blast plates and they started making the rounds all over the place. They didn't save those cars for shit. They were blowing up left and right all over the place again. Yeah. So um, things, I think this installation thing is, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. But when yeah. it comes to the maybe, maybe. for the five speeds, it's not going to help you. I mean, here's what I'll tell you. I will take a stock 150,000 mile STI six speed over a fresh, fully done up PPG five speed every day. Yes. A hundred percent. They less money. They're more reliable. Uh, you and you get three dips. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a much better system um, than um, any sort of built five-speed, in my opinion. Uh, now, there, there's... I'm not going to get into the arguments of it, but the six-speed is a much better bet. For 99.9, repeating 9% of people yes. do not build the five-speed unless, for some reason, you have to, which is... Yeah. A, I don't even know why you would. It'd, Just it'd you have to be some stupid class rule that forced you to keep exactly. it. So... Um, yeah, so you 10 speed ass straight cut PPG sets again, like it, what it, that that gear set's gonna cost you what six grand buy a freaking six speed. Have you ever driven a five speed? Dog? I mean, uh, a straight cut, uh, five uh-huh. speed? Yeah, you ever you ever driven a dog box five speed? They're oh, yeah, fun, it's, it's yeah. dog shit. I hate it. Oh, <laughs> I, just, I, I love dog gears. Like, if if it's if the we I I got to mess no, around with a Medina. A Medina dog straight cut dog gear set. It was it, it, probably the most expensive five speed box ever. Okay, this was realistically that trans was probably about twelve k to put together. Okay, it, it, stupid, completely ridiculous, and it was fun to drive. It just glid right into the next gear, and and like it, you you had to shift it really quick 
or you know, you the dogs that start bouncing, you have to because dog boxes. Oh, yeah, goofy. That, yeah, that's that's everything with the dog box. But, yeah, but it was it was like strangely light. It was fun to drive, but you're you're still better off with a six speed because it still had an open front diff. It still had a shit center diff. And yeah, you could go buy a diff and all that shit for it. But now the now your your pricier fancy trans just went up to what fifteen, and it's still not stronger than the stock six speed. Yeah. So that so. I'm bringing a couple of things. They're talking about, um, well, what, to say what, I'm going to bounce around a little bit. Um, yes, I got you, you, Adam. I'm going to back that up in a sec. Yeah, that's, what I was, that's another thing I was going to bring on. Yeah. Um, but uh, anytime you drive a straight, a straight cut or anything with dog, dog gears, right? Dog gears are to, different, yeah. You have to actually bang that transmission. There's yes. no normal driving that transmission. You, it, they're simply, you're driving the car around, you're going to get groceries in it. You are slamming that thing to the next gear there's yeah. no chill with that you have to move very deliberately <laughs> yes um the six speed you don't have to do that which is a beautiful thing now one thing that's a problem with the six speed is in a weak point when you start getting a big power uh so when i'm talking big power i'm really talking like 800 plus a lot of 700 horsepower guys are also doing it uh they're sure. buying the straight cut gear set that we offer so that uh-huh. is not a dog box that is a straight cut gear set so it's synchro. Yep. So you can it's still synchroed, but like it's it's straight cut. So you can so, drive it like a human being. Now those gears will be a little bit. They'll they'll have a whine to it because they're straight cut, and it's 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 not even that bad to drive around in because we've our test cars that we had at IEG. I was, you know, because they got full interior. It ain't bad at all. It's just the nice thing about it is you can put it into you know fifth or sixth and get out of the the whiny stuff. So if you're cruising on the highway, it's not a problem at all. Yeah, so that that that's a big thing. On the highway, fifth and sixth gear, it doesn't exist. It's only on the street, and I don't care what anybody says. When it comes to driving any sort of straight cut gear set around, it's going to make noise. That's part of it. You, yeah. you can't you can't fight physics on it. Um, a helical gear set for straight cut, you're going to get noise no matter what with a straight cut gear set. So our kit is great. People love it. I love it. I think it's fantastic. But if you're looking for an absolute quiet transmission that is built, it doesn't exactly. It's, you're it's not, not, you're not making uh, enough horsepower. Yeah. With a quiet enough car for that to matter. You know, what I, if, if you're looking at this, this gear set, your car's loud. Okay. Yes. And more that whine, you're, it would be hard for you to hear over your exhaust. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all there is to it. That's that's actually that um, a claw set just posted up a really great picture of a five speed next to a six speed. And you can you can literally just see the physical difference between the two. So, yeah, another big difference between the five speed and six speed is if you're swapping one out in the ground and you're laying on your back. I don't feel like I'm going to die when I'm doing it with a five speed mm-hmm. because they're small, they're light. Oh, yeah, they're stupid light. You could do that there's, in a parking lot. A six yeah. speed landed on your chest sucks. That's. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I mean, sayonara, especially if you're by yourself. Yeah, it's awful. I've gotten stuck. I've gotten stuck with it before. Yep. Um, it's not fun where, you know, you're now you're in panic mode with a six speed dangling on top of you. Yeah. But uh, the five speed, not a big deal. You can pick one up, yep. move around six speed. I really recommend having a second person with you to pick it up. You know, one from the tail housing, uh, one from the bell housing and walk around with it. Renegade WRX says I was making 340 on my five speed and I think that was pushing it. Horsepower, first off, I want to put this out here. Horsepower doesn't break shit. Torque does. 
So if you're making 340 on your, your five speed, I'm willing to believe if you had a newer 2.5 liter and you were making 340, I'm going to guess you're probably a VF52 car because 340 is about right for a street driven VF52 car. You were making 400, 410 foot pounds of torque, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You were, you were, you're just waiting. And a five speed won't break when you've got the money to buy a six speed. It's going to break when you're rolling out of McDonald's because you couldn't afford to go to Burger King and you're going to slow shift second. And it's going to sound like somebody threw a bag of gravel inside of your trans. That's right, it's hold on. Get on the break here. Never disrespect McDonald's again. <laughs> what's what's cheaper than than Burger King? I, I like give me something. <laughs> Not much, but you got to get a McDouble, my guy. Burger King is gross. Oh, oh. McDouble's are expensive. I'll you fight you. McDouble's now are like four or five dollars. Yeah, dude, have you seen that uh, Wendy's is talking about doing surge pricing? We should do surge pricing. How would everybody like if IEG during tax time we just increase the price on anything instead of having a sale? Yeah. Guess what? We're probably having a sale. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, uh, it, this has been kind of a long one, but I hope this was informative. Thank you all for showing up, especially all the new faces. This is great. Um, if you can do us a solid, please share this, share the, share the discord, um, head over to the IEG super insiders lounge and join up there, ask questions there. Um, and, and subscribe to the podcast. So if you do miss the live feed, you can go in and listen to what you missed on the podcast. And we, we try to always have a good time and answer as many questions as we can. And you know, you might, you, you should have a good time, but you might accidentally learn something. And, uh, that's always fun too. Sometimes, you know, I like learning things. Um, but you know, help us out. The more of us we get in here, the better the questions we get, the more we all learn. This is a community and we need to do it together. So, uh, you know, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. James, thanks for coming on in the end. Uh, that was awesome. And, uh, we will see you guys next week. Appreciate it. See you guys. See you guys.